Okay, today's guest on Leave Your Mark is a program director, Q92.9. He's been a broadcaster for 32 years. He hails from Midland, PA. He's an athlete on the interscholastic level. He is also a martial arts master of Tung Su Du, a competitor in national and world tournaments. He is also a man of faith. He was diagnosed with melanoma cancer, and he is here to share his amazing story with us today. And have a lot to share. Hi there, and welcome. Now it's time for America's favorite podcast. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. If it's pop, loose fit it. It's Cortez, it freeze and shovels in it. It's Cortez. Leave your mark. It's about inspiring the world. One guess at a time. Pass the word from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh, from urban to suburb. It's Cortez, you heard? And here is our host, Vince Cortez. And with no further induction, I'd like to welcome Jeffrey Zach Sabo to the show. How are you today, Zach? I'm good, Vince. Thanks for having me on today. It's an honor to be able to talk about this. Very excited to talk to you. We're looking forward to you sharing your story with us. It's a very interesting story. I can't wait, man. I'm ready to go. If you are listening from Australia, Florida, or just from around the corner. From East Coast to West Coast outlets, if you're not into the dirty South straight, make a left about it, about it. Contact us. Leave your mark with your host, Vince Cortez. I want to start asking you, what was your reaction the moment you got diagnosed? When I got diagnosed with cancer, it didn't... It didn't actually feel the same as someone else experiencing it. And, and I'll tell you, this is a great example. I always taught people, whenever they were learning self-defense, that not only in self-defense, but life in general, nothing ever hurts like you think it does. And I learned it firsthand because the day that I found out that I had an advanced stage of melanoma, I can honestly tell you, Vince, it was about two minutes in my sunroom at my house of my wife and I holding hands, crying. What was your perception of what we were, you were going to do? How were you going to address your new news? Well, you know, when, when, I, got this, when I got this news, Vince, and as I said, it, 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 it's a miracle in itself because I wasn't even really supposed to get checked. I had gone to an appointment with my wife for something she was getting done. And at the end of that exam for her, she in passing mentioned to the doctor, my husband has a mark on his back and he take a look at it. So he did. And he said, I would get that off as soon as possible. A month later, I got it taken off. He said, if you don't hear from me in three days, everything's fine. Well, a whole week went by. And I was doing an appearance for the radio station a week later. And on my way back, <clears throat> I can remember before I left that appearance, I told a promotions assistant, I think from here on out, Andrew, I would like to just be a good man the rest of my life. And it was silence until I got that answering machine message. It was that doctor saying, call me as soon as you get this message. So I called him. And he said, uh, you have a, a melanoma on the fourth level of your skin. I said, so what are we going to do, doctor? And he said, you're going to be at the Hillman Cancer Center on Tuesday. So that progressed into getting more surgery and finding out that the melanoma had gone to my lymph nodes. And that is where I am with the call at my sunroom, and I'm sitting with my wife. And for two minutes, we had a good cry after we heard that it had spread to lymph nodes. And we needed to do a Get Well program, is what my doctor called it. And I can tell you that for, for that couple of minutes, it was very, very terrifying. Oh, yeah. Um, it was scary. 
What happened after those two minutes of realization and crying? Almost exactly two minutes after that, the next thing was, all right, what are we going to do to take care of this? What is that you do naturally? Does being positive or negative person make any difference in that moment? It's almost like your, your training and your autopilot kicks in and you do what comes naturally. If you've lived a life of negativity, if you've been in a situation in your life where you look at the negative side of things or vice versa, the positive side of things, whatever it is that you do naturally over and over and over again, so many times that you've forgotten it because it's a force of habit, that's the natural thing that comes out in you. So if you're a positive person by nature or a negative person by nature, when a traumatic situation hits you, you just go to what you automatically do. And you sound like you have a religious background. Let's just say a spiritual side of you. Talk to us about that. I was raised from the beginning of my life in a Christian atmosphere. My parents made me go to church, made me go to Sunday school. And when they made me do that, there were times I didn't feel like doing it. But I so thank them. They're both gone and they're on the other side now. I thank God every day for the foundation my parents put in me because when things have happened to me in my life, miraculously God has gotten me through it, whether it's from my own doing or somebody else's doing or something else is doing in this earth. God has always made all things work together for good. So when that diagnosis came, which was a miracle to begin with anyway, that autopilot kicked in and the first thing was, this is not going to be the thing that does us in. There goes my beautiful dog. She's going to bark a bit. Um, this is not going to be the thing that, that does us in. And I'm not going to let one thing on this earth take away one moment that God has intended for me. He intended for me to live a long, healthy, happy, productive life. And nothing on this earth is going to take away one moment that God has planned for me. Did you live that way then? And do you still now? So I lived by that then, I live by it now, and it's been quite a journey. I mean, the actual part of it being discovered, and, and this, this, is the, this is the funny part of it, Vince. I can remember many times, because I was always a sun lover, and when I had my karate school, I would take the middle part of the day, come back to my house, which was about a block away from my studio, and I would sit out in the sun. And I got sun. I looked like George Hamilton. And <laughs> if anybody knew me, were you under the sun often or more than regularly? <laughs> From back in the day, they all knew I had a tan, and I would go to tanning booths, and I just had a very cavalier attitude toward it because I thought, because I have a bit darker skin, uh, darker complected, that I would never have to worry about anything like that. But at some point over the uh, those years before 2011. My wife would say to me, you have a mole on your back, and you got to watch it. Put sunscreen on. And I really didn't listen to her, and I just didn't really think that I would have that problem because sometimes confidence breeds a cavalier attitude toward things. You are listening to Leave Your Mind with your host, Vince Cortez. Leave Your Mind. Inspiring the world, one guess at a time. What was the life lesson you got out of your cancer? I think that's where some of the life lessons I got from having cancer made me a better man. And uh, I will say this, that I did have a mole on my back, and my wife was actually going to a doctor's appointment for something she needed done. 
And I had no intentions of going with her. It was a, a week of vacation. This is well after I had already sold my karate school and I was into the radio business. Yes, because you were doing a karate school and broadcasting at the same time for a while. I had been in the radio business before that, kind of got out of it to run my school. Worked many years ago at B94 in Pittsburgh and just kind of walked away from radio to, to teach karate, which I loved doing. And the miracle of selling my school in 2008, not knowing that in 2011 I was going to be diagnosed with cancer and need really good health care, which I got at Steel City Media and, and working with uh, Q92.9 since 2008, which is a miracle in itself anyway, because running my karate school and paying for health care was probably going to, to break me financially. Is there any difference in the treatment back in 2011 compared with today? At the time in 2011, a lot of the drugs that they have right now didn't exist. So they asked me to, to participate in a study of interferon to leave that in my body, to let it shrink and then have them take, take out what they needed to take out. And a, a very good doctor sat down and told me, do you want to have something that might grow in your body or do you want to put something in your body that might make you feel really bad that has a small chance of shrinking it? And I'm like, well, if it's poison, let's get it out of the body now. And uh, I opted to do that. It was a bit more natural than it would be the way conventional medicine is. So in 2011, I had the operation, the deep excision where the melanoma was, the lymph nodes removed, and basically I was on a get well program of going to see my oncologist every six months and having him physically examine me and get scans. And those scans would tell whether there was anything going on, although I can't tell if there's anything going on microscopically. And also, I, I met a few really good people that had terminal illnesses that gave me some great advice on what I should do nutritionally to keep the cancer cells at bay. And one of those was, it was a lady who was given a very short amount of time to live, and she told me to stop eating sugar. That's a good one. Did you stop eating sugar? And I did. I stopped eating sugar. I mean, that was a good part, one. From what I knew, I stopped eating it. And I had some great reports from the doctor for six full years. Connect with us on LinkedIn. Be our friend on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Whether jumping out the MC or jumping on the app. You are listening to listening to Vince Cortez. We just want you to leave your mark. Has you gone periodically to check with the doctor? I went for a routine checkup to schedule my next scan. And my surgical oncologist was feeling around on my back, and he said, oh, I feel a bump. Mm. And he said, we're going to have to take that off. So uh, it was right before Thanksgiving. It was less than a month. I was at the hospital, and I surgically had it removed with a big excision, and it was uh, positive that it had been melanoma again. And so then this was your was second bout. You, you're dealing with yeah, it in round I, two here, uh, what, six years later? And, and the funny thing is, when I sat down with the oncologist at UTMC Hillman, Dr. Kirkwood, he said it really never went away. It has mm. been hiding in your body for the last yeah. six years, and that's how cancer is. So uh, what we need to do is something that's very innovative. And at the time, it wasn't completely approved by the, uh, the FDA yet. So it was experimental. It was trial, and now it is not a trial. People use it all the time. I had to do immunotherapy for one year, which was very, very challenging. Um, it was life-altering, but I was assured that this was going to take my chances of it coming back again to a vital organ 
because it had only returned to a part of my back. You came on to the melanoma here, and we're now in 2020. So we're three years removed from that. So what is your current health situation or health position now? My current health situation is I'm on a protocol of going to see the doctor every three months, and I am disease-free. Thank the good Lord. That's really great news. That's freeing in so many ways. You can't really, you know, other cancer patients can relate to what you just said right there. That's like the shackles are removed from all things. The loss of sleep, the loss of appetite, the loss of just the the horrific feeling of not being able to experience this life anymore. It's it's an extremely strong emotion. It's the feeling of losing control over your life because something something else is supposedly taking control. And when you give God the control, the control is never gone. If you understand what I mean, uh-huh. you know, when the person's diagnosed with cancer, without that faith in God, they feel like now they don't control their destiny. Right. Something else is control. And yeah. as long as God is still in control, which he always is, uh-huh. nothing else can control you. Nothing. Yeah. And that's essential when you go through something like this. And I remember thinking when I was going through that treatment, and in the middle of the summer during immunotherapy, on a 90-degree day wearing three sweatshirts and three pairs of sweatpants because I was breathing the medication, shaking the room, shivering, and, you know, all of the different things that go along with it. It shakes are the worst. Not being able to go to the bathroom and then going to the bathroom for, and throwing up. Oh, uh, that's the exciting part. Immunotherapy. Yeah, all of the great side, all of the great uh, uh, added attractions uh, that's supposed to save your life. You get down on the dumps about it. And, um, that you, you, you go through it, and you're able to, when it's all over, to the best of your knowledge, sit down and tell somebody, I felt your pain, I feel the way you feel, and it's going to be okay. And when you have the chance to do that, that's the ministry, Vince. That's the reason. God doesn't make the bad thing happen, but he always makes everything work out for good. God did not give me cancer. I worshipped the sun and caused it myself. But he took what wow. I did, he took my mess up, yeah. and he turned it and set it up for me to be a blessing to other people to say, hey, it ain't over. It's never over. And God always says yes. Sometimes his yes is not the yes we expect. And there are some people that make it on this journey, and there are some people that don't make it on this journey. But there's always something to be said about eternal life because when we leave this body there's another place we go we have to fight this battle with a winner's attitude there's truth a in lot that of times, absolutely and we lose you know we think that we lose a loved one we don't lose a loved one god gains a loved one in the in the next realm so i think if we think of things like that i i think it makes looking at this a lot better uh Everybody has a different experience when it comes to cancer. Yes. Some is more serious. It's like a fingerprint. You know, and, and absolutely. And, and I mean, you've had your battle with it, and we can sit and talk to you, and you'll have a completely different way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. But there's going to be the same similarities. Yeah. The similarities is this ain't going to be the thing that takes us out, brother. Right. I want to ask you your leave your mark question. You know, what would you want to be remembered for most? After having this experience in your life, how would you like your legend to be told? I would like to be known as the man after God's heart. 
a man after God's heart, imperfect as I am, imperfect as I always have been, but someone who's lived a great life because of the mercy of God. And also a guy that's never really had a real job his whole life. <laughs> I've got to be a I got to be a karate instructor for a living and a radio announcer. Uh, well, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't want to bust you out there, but you know, thirty-two years experience as a broadcaster in one place, and I think you had six years experience prior to that. You know, we shared some camaraderies here. We graduated at the same year in high school, and we played against each other in uh, high school sports. So this has been my pleasure to have you on here. Thank you for sharing your story with us. I appreciate your time and your newfound enthusiasm for life. You're truly an inspiration. It feels really good getting to hear your words and your mindset of where you are after going through this. I want you to have a blessed day and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you soon. We're going to have to have you back because you got a lot more to tell, I'm sure. Absolutely, Vincent. It was great meeting you, and I'm so happy that you had me on today. God bless you, my friend. Okay, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to Leave Your Mark Today. Our guest is Zach Zabo. Tune into our next episode of Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez. Be blessed. You just left your mark. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Listen to more episodes on demand. Just click Leave Your Mark with Vince Cortez.